Well, the haters gonna hate, 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 and the fakers gonna fake, 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 baby. I'm just gonna make, 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 making luck, making luck. A Dominion podcast. Welcome to Making Luck, a Dominion podcast. I am Jake Schwartz, and with me, as always, is your main of two hosts, Hera. Adam. Yeah, it's it's me. Wait, I'm, am I the, the main of two hosts? What does that mean? I don't know. Am I, I the main host? When did I become the main host? I, look, I just started talking and stuff came out of my mouth. Uh, <laughs> of, of the two hosts, well, you're alphabetically first. So at, at host one of two, and I am host Jake two of two. <laughs> and this is Making Luck. It's a minion podcast. So, as always, we do want to start off by announcing the winner of our raffle. And this time is a very special raffle. Uh, I have some good news and some bad news. So the the bad news first. Um, we haven't heard from Johnson Johnstone from two raffles ago. <laughs> and also, Johnson, the scorpion showed Johnson. up at my apartment again. And it's bigger now. Johnston, I'm sure you're fine, but if you want to, like, let me know where you are and that you're okay. <laughs> when did and, he get his name changed? And I would really like to get rid of the scorpion. So that's the good news, is that the <laughs> raffle winner this time will get a brand new scorpion, and it's a little bit bigger than the last scorpion we gave away. Ooh, it's a better prize. It's the same one. It's a bigger prize. It's a uh, bigger, better scorpion. This yeah. is America. Bigger is always better. Yes, it's going to be huge whether you want it to be or not. So I don't know if you heard this earlier in the podcast. This is extremely important for us to bring up right now. Um, you may not have heard this, but the cat just went and took a crap in the litter box, which is like six feet away, and now it's going to oh, smell like cat crap. Like, if you take a big whiff right now, Jake, just... Oh, I believe you. Oh, mm. you're wafting it over. It's, <laughs> it's really something. And you know what? I feel like this should be an immersive experience. So I, I want you guys to experience this with us. I'm immersed. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I am really feeling it right now. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So uh, do you want to talk <laughs> about That's the bread? That's really terrible. <laughs> yeah, it smells um, great. Do you want to talk about the kingdom from the last time? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So we, last time, were covering Bandit Fort and Wall as the main two cards we were talking about, and we didn't want to put both into the kingdom because that felt kind of like we were forcing something in, but we did want to force one of them in to so we could talk about what the negative points did to our play, so we chose Bandit Fort. And so, Adam, uh, you want to read off the kingdom? Yeah, so we have Beggar, Haven, Patrician with Emporium, Raise, Fool, Village, Bard, Phaedom, lol, Smithy, <laughs> Tactician, Scouting Party, and Bandit Fort. Once again, for our audio-only listeners, Beggar, Haven, Patrician with Emporium, Raise, Fool, Village, Bard, Phaedom, Smithy, Tactician, and we have Scouting Party and Bandit Fort. The other thing that's very worth noting is that because we have Fool... One of our co starting coppers was replaced with Lucky Coin. Mm. 
It's from... No- yeah, I know. Lucky Coin is an heirloom from Nocturne, and heirlooms replace one of your starting coppers, and the effect of Lucky Coin, in addition to giving you one money, is that you gain a silver! It's amazing! Yay, silver! Yay, with Bandit Fort. It's super great. It's so synergistic with Phaedom. Spoilers, uh, we had a few surprises with this kingdom. Phaedom was not one of them. We knew <laughs> Phaedom... <laughs> we knew Phaedom was gonna be bad initially... It, it's bad. still bad. Yeah, you at best like break even on Fatum, and that's yeah. if you get all of them. It's real bad. Yeah, real bad. Yeah, you, you don't want to get Fatum here. So, real Adam, bad. what did you say you were going to open with? Oh, uh, so yeah, I was. Uh, I'm thinking Bard Raise. Uh, even on a five two, I'm still opening with Bard Raise, and it turns out that no matter what strategy I'm trying here, which we tried several, I'm gonna open Bard Raise because Raise is real good. And Bard is a great card to open with that you want in your deck. It is. And one of the main reasons Bard was so good to open with was, of course, because of Bandit for it. It's, like, one of the only sources of money that doesn't punish your score. Mm. So, yeah, it turns out no matter what you were doing, you were getting Bards. I said I was going to open Ray's Smithy almost no matter what. How'd that go? So, there are so few boards in Dominion where you actually are questioning whether or not you want to draw cards. It turns out this was one of them, because you, even if you enable your smithies with a bunch of village support and draw your whole deck every turn, what are you drawing if you haven't also bought a bunch of bards and then you're choked for terminal space? Because, like, you, you'd have to buy a bunch of silvers to draw with your smithy, and then you're getting punished too hard for bandit fork points, and you lose, so... Yeah, no, like, no there's, there's this idea that, like, you want to play a bunch of villages and a bunch of smithies, and you want to draw a bunch of coppers, right? Because that's, like, the point of your deck. Some coppers and maybe a bard, and then you can get a province. And, uh... I mean, that yeah. deck isn't reliable. No. Because you can't put a tactician in it to increase reliability very, very well, but, like... You really can't. It's not reliable, but, like, it also doesn't do anything all that fantastic. And it takes a long time to set up. So, like, this this was probably one of the, the worst of the, of the options that we tried out. And going into it, I kind of thought that was going to be competitive. And it turns mm-hmm. out it wasn't really competitive. No. Uh, another thing we tried, or at least that I tried, I don't think you did, but uh, I tried going for Emporiums as a source of VP. So, like, you can get 10 VP from Emporiums. Uh, the problem with that one is um, you have to chew through five patricians, which are okay, but you know n- your opponent's not going to help you get them. No, not if he sees that you're doing that, especially. And then you have to spend five turns getting Emporium, and then like your opponent is busy getting five or six provinces, and then there's really... I mean, you have a great deck at that point, but it just takes you so long, because you have to be able to like get... Emporium and Patrician, which requires a couple other cards in your deck, and then, like, you don't have any points, and then you're way behind, and, and it turns out you can do better than that, because there is enough support to do something better. Right, the other problem with the Patrician Emporium is, of course, there's no reliable source of plus buy, and there's no real synergy with the Patrician, other than the Emporium. Like, there's no five costs you're picking up Yeah, like, it's Emporium, that's it. Yeah, it's, it. it's Emporium. I mean, you could have a Tactician in there. I wouldn't recommend it. Well, if you're going to make use of a Tactician, like, you really need to have a lot of bards. Yes. Like, that's... I mean, Tactician is great in a money-focused deck, but, like, that's because you're using it to hit eight when your money density sucks because you don't have a lot of silvers and golds. 
so, like, it's good there, but then if you're going to try and play a lot of tacticians to maybe get some use out of that plus buy, then you need bards or else there's no point to it. And, like, yeah. now you've just spent a whole bunch of turns getting bards, and you can just buy provinces directly at that point. Weirdly enough, relying on tactician for your plus buy felt about as reliable, if not less so, than relying on bard digging through the boon pile for your plus buy. <laughs> that felt more reliable, yeah. honestly, because there are, what, like two boons that give you buy? So one gives you a buy, and yeah. then there's the Earth's Gift, which lets you discard a treasure to gain something off, costing up to four, which is actually better than a buy, because... Yeah. You know, you actually get some effective money with it, and there's plenty of stuff you want to gain. The Earth's Gift, I think, is the best boon here. Yeah, yeah. definitely. It felt there was a huge dis- disparity in the boon pile between the ones you wanted to get and the ones you didn't want to get. Yeah, what was the worst <laughs> possible boon that you could get, Adam? Oh man, that's that's the Mountain's Gift. That's the one that gains you a silver. And I just want to point something out here. So the Earth's Gift is the best one, and the Mountain's Gift is the worst one. And, like, I was thinking about it thematically, and really just mountains are like pimples of the Earth, right? That's true. Yeah. No, I've never thought about it like that, and I'm going to try never to think about it like that again. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's changed my life. Really. Hashtag pimples of the Earth. Yeah. Hashtag pimples of the Earth. You heard it here first, yeah. and hopefully you've heard it here last as well. <laughs> um... Yeah, so you don't want to get Mountain's Gift. Mountain's Gift is actually usually fine. Like, having a silver just gained for free is usually really good. But it was pretty bad here, especially late game. Uh, You know how... And actually, shout out to one of the people who commented on Adam's blog and mentioned that Mountain's Gift can actually lose you the game here in the last few turns if you get it and you didn't want it. Because, like, you could be on the cusp of ending the game with a positive point lead on your opponent, and then you play a bard for the money, you're like, oh, I gained a silver, now I can't win anymore. That happened to me. It legit, it came true. It happened, like, just before we started recording this podcast. Yeah, it was great. I also, um, you know how you go through the whole boon deck? Uh, before oh, you, this was so I, I got, I played two bards on my turn, and I was at the bottom of the boon pile, and I got the mountain's gift, and I gained a silver, and it's like, okay, that sucks. Played my next bard, the top boon was the mountain's gift again, I gained another silver, so. You having, having, uh, having a little trouble with that, uh, with that acne over there, brah? Yeah, Can no. You, you get some proactive? Uh. <laughs> Hashtag pimples of the earth. <laughs> which is why Raze is such a good card, which is kind of also why Patrician's bad, because your opponent's definitely not going to take Patrician over Raze. Yeah. So, like, you want a lot of Raises in almost any deck you build here. Mm-hmm. And, like, Raze is great because a lot of times you can just draw that silver and trash it if you if you have good control over your deck. Yeah. So, um, I also got to play several games of this with Wandering Winder. Um we tried out big money. Big money is actually kind of competitive. You just embrace the minus 12 points you're going to get from silvers and golds. And you play your lucky coin like two or three times. You discard three cards to the sky's gift in order to gain a gold and you're happy about it. Like, that happened. Yeah. Like, you're happy to get the mountain's gift. And you get five provinces. Uh, a lot of times that's not enough to win because, you know, you're down 12 points. Yeah, you need, like, a duchy or two for padding. Yeah, so, like, it, it's it's competitive. It, it certainly wasn't the best thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also the idea of, like, a double tactician deck, 
Which is pretty decent. Yeah. I went for that a lot of the time, and it felt pretty decent most of the time. It was it was the best deck once it got up and running, I think. It was... If you got it up and running and your opponent wasn't already crushing you in points, you were just going to win because it's the most reliable way to get a province per turn. You've got the extra buy, so sometimes you can pull off the dream province duchy turn. Last turn of the game, you raise your other tacticians, so you've got a lot of flexibility. Um, It does take a long time to set up, and you need a lot of bards and a lot of villages. Yeah, you know that stuff. You need a lot of stuff. It just takes time. And it actually competes with another kind of deck, which I think we decided was even more dominant, slightly, although it was close, over Double Tactician. Yeah, it's, which... like, it's like the same deck, only like you just only put one Tactician in it. You just get a bunch of Villages and a bunch of Bards. You don't get any Smithies. You raise a bunch of crap. And then like, yeah. you put in one Tactician. So like you're, you're getting something decent on your non-Tactician turns, and then you play Tactician, and you have its amazing turn. yeah. And you are only getting those amazing endgame turns half as often, but you started getting good turns much, much earlier. So it really evens out. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. So, um... Beggar. We tried, we tried that stuff. Beggar is a, is a decent buy, like, in the mid-game when you mm-hmm. want to get a gold, but you don't want to get a gold. Yeah. And you'd rather have, like, not a gold. So, I mean, that's Beggar. And that's kind of true... On a lot of boards, but like this board is not an exception in Bandit for it really helps. Yeah, definitely. And I think that especially if you're building a deck that doesn't really want to play a lot of actions every turn, like you've decided to ignore Bard or whatever, and the beggar's fine. Like it's probably yeah. about as good as you're going to do. Yep. The other thing is Fool. Um, yeah, Fool. I bought it pretty much every game we played. I think Adam ignored it every game we played. I got it, like, in one game with Wandering Winder. It seemed kind of meh to me. Like, it didn't do great things for me, but it didn't hurt. So Lost in the Woods, the ability to discard a treasure to gain a boon. It's any card. Start your turn. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is it uh, only treasures or any card? Yeah, it is any, any card. Any card to get the boon, yeah. Yeah, so, like, that's really good if all you have to do is play a fool and you get to keep it all game. Pretty um, decent. But, yeah, not a whole lot to say about it other than that, honestly. You usually raise it away, especially if your opponent's not contesting. Hmm. Even if they are. Yeah. It's not a huge deal to just let them have it. Agreed, yeah. So I want to I wanna give a shout-out to, like, everyone who gave feedback. We still got, like, a buttload of feedback on yeah. this one, and uh, it's great. Uh, it's likely that if we continue to get this much feedback, we're going to have a, you know, a hefty bread portion like this one at the beginning of every podcast sandwich. A French bread portion, you might say. Yeah, like, we we could go with, like, a baguette this time. This yeah. Seems, seems pretty good, yeah. Yeah. I could go for it. Yeah, and, and uh, so, like, on your baguette, what would be your favorite type of lunch meat, Jake? There's something I want to point out, actually, oh. about the meat. Oh. And this is something, actually, one of our listeners pointed out, is that we were being really insensitive thus far. We have made no consideration... To our vegan or vegetarian listeners. It's pronounced vegan. To our vegan or veg- vegetarian listeners. So this time, instead, oh of the, instead of the lunch meat, I want to offer a lovely iceberg salad. I love... Iceberg is my favorite type of lettuce. That's... I just found that out, but I could have guessed. Really? You seem like an iceberg lettuce kind of guy. Wow. I, should I be insulted by that? Well, it's a great lettuce. 
it's, I mean, I think it tastes the best. Yeah. I really, I really like it. I don't want to feel like I'm eating lawn clippings when I have a salad. Yeah, I mean, watercress is a little better, but, you know. Well, it's probably better for you, but it's also super expensive, right? And it doesn't quite crunch as much, you know? Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. Um, I'm an arugula guy, but. See, like, it just gets a little peppery for me. Like, I, I have an aversion to strong pepper taste. Like, if you balance it out with something, like, give me arugula. Like, um, yeah. And, like, I prefer just a little wilted, too, because it helps really? to mellow it down. But the wife really doesn't like cooked vegetables or really any kind of green thing or fruit or anything like that. So, I eat it raw. That's my thing. Yeah. I mean... Uh, I'm also weird. I don't use dressing or anything. I just straight up eat lettuce. Yeah. But I've been known to do that, but... Sweet. I also am an American, and I like gravy on salad, so... All right. Hook me up with that sweet, sweet ranch or blue cheese dressing. So, the takeaway from this to you as listeners is that this time it's it's lettuce and a lovely assortment of lettuce at that, and that we are listening to your feedback, especially when it comes to dietary offerings in our podcast. Yeah, and, like, this French bread could be like a, you know, like a Panera when they give you the bread with a salad. Yeah. Like just, just, like, cut it in half, toast it, uh, make a little crouton little butter and maybe some herbs on there. It would be really great. I, f- I feel like we're really developing our palate in terms of yes. the flavor profile that we're achieving. Yeah? I feel like it's developed quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. and Speaking of segues. <laughs> and I was, I was also thinking, like, um, my favorite type of lunch meat yeah. is uh, development lunch meat. Yeah, development lunch meat. It's... Uh, are we done with that? Can we just talk about the card? What card are we talking about? Jake? Develop. And no way. Is, <laughs> and this is another the, the whole the episode idea actually came from a comment, and we got to talking about it. And there's actually quite a bit to explore with this card. It's a it's a it's a pretty good card. Uh, I mean, it it does a lot of things. Yeah, and so it has the the highest potential to like do great things, right? Uh, but, you know, it's not always super fantastic every time you see it. And so, like, how do you how do you parse that? How do you figure out when it's going to be amazeballs and how do you support it? I think a lot of people get kind of intimidated by it, too. Because... There should be. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they see a card that's a little different every time you play it compared to a lot of cards in Dominion that you just put in your deck and then watch your deck kind of execute its thing every time. Develop is one of those cards that you kind of need to think about every time you play it. So that intimidates some people. I don't think it should. Yeah, I mean, it, it has, like, it, it's kind of, it fits into the mold of trash for benefit cards, right? You, you, you trash a card, and then you get a benefit based on what you trash. And so there's two components to that, and it can fill two separate roles in your deck, right? The trashing is part of deck control. And then the the benefit is part of your payload, if you want to look at it that way. Yeah. And so, you know, you can use it for one or the other, but, like, maybe you can use it for both, and it's super amazing. Or or maybe it's not really fitting into either one very well, and so it's not really good for either one. And so it can be intimidating. You buy the card, and you expect great things, and great things don't happen. And and to get great things out of develop can require... um, A plan. Well, I mean, plan plan the event, maybe not, not so much, but although that can be pretty good, but, like, forethought and strategy. Uh, develop is also a trash-for-benefit card that has the word exactly in it, uh, meaning you get to, you can choose not to gain something if you trash something that doesn't qualify, which means that 
it has two modes essentially that you can play it in. There's a payload mode where you play it to gain a card, maybe gain two cards, and then there's the mode where you just play it to trash a card and gain nothing. Most often, copper. You're gonna see that curse. Curse. Yeah, that's the other Ru- one. Ruins. Yeah. Um, Anything else that costs zero. Um, they don't want. <laughs> does mercenary cost zero after you're done with it? All right, mercenary. We did it. I think we got them all. I mean, we didn't, but whatever. No, but uh, you get the idea. There's going to be cards in your deck you don't want anymore. Yes, develop gets rid of them. When you're using it to just trash cards, it's not super great at it. Like, you spend an action, you don't really get anything for trashing the card. If it's a copper, you know, you're kind of losing a dollar from your hand. It feels kind of bad. So, like, there's a comparison here to trade route. I mean, yeah. you, you spend an action, you trash a card, you don't get any relevant bonuses, because, like, when you're trashing coppers, who's going to care about that plus buy? I mean, sometimes it's good, but, like, it's not super great. Well, so, And usually when you're trashing for the sake of trashing, that's pretty early in the game. So Trade yeah. Rat's not giving you um, dollars and develop. You don't usually have enough good stuff in your deck to trash to gain off of it either. So, yeah, it's a pretty apt comparison. Yeah, when you're using it to just trash cards. So then there's, like, uh, there's the, the other early game thing, like, well, how does it do with the states? Well, I mean, it's, it's actually pretty good with the states. Right. Like, it, it has some favorable, favorable comparisons to even stuff like remodel, because, like, it'll turn your estate into a three-cost, and uh, it even top-decks a three-cost, which is actually really, really good for opening with develop, right? Definitely. Actually, I think that's, like, eight times out of ten what you'll see develop used for, effectively, is that you pick it up, and trash all the estates in your deck and turn them into top-decked silvers. And then you develop is dead in your deck. You don't play it again. And on a lot of boards, that's still fine. If all you do is turn all your estates into silvers, you know, it's still probably worth opening develop. Yeah, like, it's a powerful effect in the absence of some other better way to get rid of your estates. Sure. But that's pretty good. With the other way to get rid of your estates, like, yeah, something like Remodel is a little more flexible in what you gain, but it doesn't top deck it, that's fine. The big deal, though, is, you know, Remodel has endgame uses, like you can trash a gold into a province, or you can, you know, gain points with the Remodel. That's mm-hmm. a lot harder to do with Develop. Yeah. And, and that's, uh, you know, Develop's really not good at that kind of thing. So so if you're going to use it along with other trashers, <clears throat> I find myself opening with Develop a lot, and then, you know, maybe trashing the develop later on for some kind of benefit or vice versa depending on what trasher you were using along with develop so i mean you're not wrong but like opening with the develop first tends to be really good yeah because what's it going to compete with other things at the three dollar price point right yeah because if it costs four you can open with the other thing and develop if you really want to although i mean eh. but the the fact is that like Develop can take an estate on turn three or turn four and top deck a three cost with it. So if you were going to get some other three costs, you just open develop, top deck the other three costs on turn three or turn four, and you're doing okay. Obviously much better on turn three, but still turn four, it's pretty good. Or you draw it with four coppers and you're sad, but that's pretty unlikely. You would have been sad with the other card too. Yeah. Most, Most other cards, like Forager, but then I'm opening develop Forager probably. I mean... Yeah, right. So, so like, the early game opening develop, it has that strong effect, and then it kind of dies off without some sort of amazing other support. And, and that amazing other support is where it gets real weird to talk about, yeah? It does, especially when it's the only option. So, <laughs> the other thing that makes develop actually look pretty good 
in the mid-game when you compare it to remodel is that word exactly. Because if you are going to be trashing your coppers with remodel, you usually have to gain estates, unless you have something cool like Hamlet or Pawn, whereas develop can get them out of your deck and actually thin your deck that way. Poorhouse says hi. <laughs> Poorhouse <laughs> says hi. And Poorhouse hi, makes bro. you sad. Poorhouse makes you very sad, usually. Yeah, so like... Uh, the other the other thing that makes you sad is shelters though, which is mm-hmm. bad for both of them, but it stinks with develop. Yeah. Shelters shelters uh, with develop feels real bad. Yeah. So the thing you want to answer for yourself before you start using develop to actually thin your deck, if that's your only option, is if that's your only option to thin your deck, is it even worth it? Wow, that's a great question. We should we should do, we should do a podcast episode about that. That's true. How about next episode? We do anything important? That's uh, no. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> yeah, let's Sweet. do when to trash or or when not to trash. Oh, that's even better. Nice, nice. Yeah, what a great idea. We just fist bumped. I don't know if you heard it. Let's on the let's microphone. fist bump right next to the mic, really hard. Ready? Ow! God, that hurt. <laughs> okay, we Ooh. made our point though. <laughs> if they didn't hear that, I'm gonna be a little salty. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, no, I'm, I think my knuckles are bleeding. Oh, you're wearing a ring. Yeah, not, <laughs> I, we did fist bump my wedding ring on, but, you know, got a little protection. All right. Did, so, was, was I cool because I said protection? Yeah, no, hashtag protection. <laughs> but, so, oh, when you, uh, just, you know, very briefly and generally, a lot of the time when you're thinking about whether or not it's really important to thin your deck is do you have a bunch of other cards that you need to line up uh, consistently every turn and also are you being junked and ha- getting things into your deck that you need to get rid of and if the answer is the former you better for if you're going to be using develop as your means of control and thinning your deck that deck needs to be really really good to be worth it cuz it's really tough to trash with develop. Develop's not a very good trasher if all you're doing is trashing. Yeah, that's that's true. Like you, you give up a lot of deck control, and so you need some kind of payload at the end of that to be really great. I mean, you're probably going to be junking your opponent as well, but you know, develop's just it's not really very good at thinning. It's kind of bottom of the barrel. So like, if there are other options that are going to get it done faster for you. Uh, they're they're more focused on like actually trashing cards from your deck. Then yeah, they're going to do a better job at that than develop is. And if there aren't any of those options, and you're still trying to build that deck, why? <laughs> like, why not just build a big money deck at that point and outpace your opponent who is turning his five dollar hand into a four dollar hand by playing develop? I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's a thing that happens a lot of the time. And the other thing, you might look at, there's some kind of junker, like something that's giving you ruins or curses, and you think, oh, I need to get a develop so that I can get those out of my deck, and then you start to ask yourself, would it really be better than just picking up an extra copy of that cursor or junker myself? Like, your opponent's playing Seahag on you, a better defense to Seahag the develop would just be buying a sea hag, wouldn't you say? Well, I mean, I'm probably doing both of them, but yeah, uh, y- you have to get real down low on the uh, on the Trasher Rooney spectrum there 
before you think about ignoring Sea Hag, and, and Develop does that. No, I mean, like, you're... But it's illustrative of the fact that, like, it's hard to say much about Develop as a trasher, because, no, it's not very good for controlling your deck. It's true. So, uh, I I was hoping to get, like, a little abstract, get a little weird with you here. All right. And talk about Develop. <laughs> you, you don't mind, right? No, no, let's you, go for it. Do man. you mind if I take my shirt off? Uh, you're... Are you going to keep the hoodie on and take your shirt off somehow? No, I'm just going to take the hoodie off and leave the shirt All right. on. Adam's going topless. <laughs> Let's do this. Uh, less top than before. Anyway, so here's a couple of things about Develop that are, that are a little weird, but I think they, they help, you know, shines the light on what's going on here. So Develop trashes a card, and, and let's say you want to use it as a gainer. So... Let's let's say we get the most value out of develop as a gainer when we gain expensive stuff. So we trash a gold that costs six, and we get a five and a seven, and let's say we gain them both. Then we've gotten $12 worth of stuff. We, we lost six, so we've profited $6 worth of value in our deck. And we compare that to trashing something cheaper, like a silver. We trash something worth three, we get a four and a two at six, and we lost three, so we profited three dollars of value. So, like, you trash more expensive things, and you get more value out of Develop's gaining ability, right? Yeah. So, so this stands the reason that, like, Develop is at its best when you're trashing expensive stuff to it, in terms of being a gainer. Yeah, yeah, I can now, follow that. And, of course, like, you have to actually gain two cards with it, which can, you know, maybe not always happen. And you kind of have to, like, want both the cards that you gain... <laughs> Which yeah. isn't always the case. So, like, yeah, there's a lot that has to go right. But in terms of just sheer value, like, if you're trashing a more expensive card, Develop is going to be a better card for you, right? Does that yes. make sense? No, definitely it does. Of course, that is, that is as you said, abstract, and it's your mileage may vary yeah. kingdom by kingdom, but Develop is a card that varies kingdom by kingdom. So, yeah, I'd say yeah. that that's pretty apt. So so here's another here's another thing that's you know, it's a little weird but I mean I already have my my shirt off so whatever he really does yeah it's like right here and I'm actually a little cold now I was warm yeah. before but now I'm cold this happens this is quite the podcast yeah <laughs> this, this is fine we're just two bros yeah doing a podcast two bros there's one shirt on between us <laughs> so so develop top decks the cards that it gains, right? And uh, you know that's that's significant. It's usually a good thing, but but what it really means is like develop is really good at gaining action cards because that's the the best kind of thing that you want to top deck. That's the thing you want to see right away because they're usually like the best cards in the almost abstract. always, yeah. And then like it's it's a little less good at gaining treasure cards, but hey, I mean you know having treasures on the top of your deck is usually pretty decent. And it's kind of bad at gaining victory cards because who wants that, right? So, like, the, the fact that it top decks the cards is, is kind of a barometer for, like, how good is it to gain certain types of cards with develop. So if I want develop to be really good, I'm looking for action cards to gain. And, yeah. and if I'm thinking about, like, oh, the payload of this deck is I have a seven-cost card, and I'm going to develop it into a province. <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, that's an important part of the payload. The <laughs> It's important. You have to do it every time you trash it, too, and your opponents will have no idea why. <laughs> well, unless they listen to it. <laughs> yeah, just like that. Yeah. He's, he's pretty good with develop. We've been practicing yeah. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can tell. So, but, but, like, gaining victory cards at the top of your deck is the payload of what you're doing. Like, it feels kind of bad, and, and like, I've tried it before, and it, it requires a lot of setup. It doesn't feel very good, so... Uh, it's usually not as good as just buying the victory cards. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 
I mean, sometimes you just have to develop a gold into a duchy, but it feels so bad when you do it, you know? Yeah. It's no bueno. Yeah, like it still it. has the... I mean, a lot of the time that's still better than going toe-for-toe toe buying provinces back and forth. If you can suddenly spike a duchy your opponent didn't expect, especially if you're ending the game. So... Right. Yeah. I mean, like Adam said earlier, develop has some, but not as good or as many of the end game options that remodel has or any other trash for benefit. Yeah, it's kind of the bottom of the barrel when it comes to that too. Like you really want to get weird. Yeah. To get develop to be good. So like kind of an extension of this top decking thing is like the fact that develop gains two <clears throat> cards to your deck. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to be best when you can actually draw and play those cards on your the same turn that you play the develop, right? That's, True. I mean, gainers get the best when you can draw the thing that you gained. Or, you know, if it's a victory card, if you can put it on your native village mat or whatever. But, like, I'm I'm gaining action cards with my develop. I want to draw those action cards. I want to play those action cards. And and that's when it gets really good. And so there's a, there's a, there's a kind of thing that exists with develop and procession. That's the other big similarity here procession you get to play a thing twice and then you if you could draw it and play the thing that you gain from procession it gets real good develop gets real good when you can do that same kind of thing when you can draw and play both of those cards that's when you you get those really amazing develop or procession boards and that's what we really want to be aiming for yeah if you're playing develop now i'd argue that that's true of every gainer in the game that you that your goal a lot of the time with them is to be gaining something and having it in your hand that turn. But develop, it's a little easier to set it up because a lot of the time with most gainers, like we take Workshop as the canonical one, to set that play up, you need to not only be drawing your deck, but also overdrawing it or drawing your deck and then having some mm. extra draw cards later to draw things that get put into your deck. Yeah. Develop actually makes it a little easier to gain things and have them in your hand immediately. Again, because they're on top of your deck. This still needs quite a bit of village support, and it still needs quite a bit of draw, but it's slightly easier, and that's worth noting. Yeah, so, like, the the big point there is the village support. You're gonna... If you're gonna be doing stuff like this, it helps a lot to have a lot of villages, like, way more than the terminals that you can play, because if you anticipate developing and gaining terminals to the top of your deck... You can play a village, and then you can play a develop, and then you play another village to draw the terminal, and maybe that yeah. is a draw card. Yeah. So, so y- you want to you want to build your deck in a much different way if you're going to be taking advantage of develop's top decking ability. And and develop sure. is special in that not only does it gain to the top of your deck, so you can do this kind of shenanigans, but also it gains two cards, and these two cards are very good if you can play it the right way. So that's that's kind of what sets develop into this niche of like having the high potential and, and procession shares that space because even though it only gets one card, it uh, gets you get to throw in a card which is broken. So that's also really great. Yeah, and we went through a lot of caveats with develop sort of at the beginning of this episode and we will go through a couple more when we go into things to look for in a develop game. But you might be thinking why would I risk it a lot of the time with develop? Like, in a card that can go so wrong so much of the time, why would I risk trying to make it go right? And that's because when it does go right, it's really fast and high value for a single card play, especially a single three-cost card play. Like, you're trashing something and gaining two cards. Assuming you want all those th- all three things to happen, 
that makes develop an extremely efficient source of stuff happening in your deck. You, you said it costs three, and like you probably opened with this card, right? And it yeah. already was amazing at trashing those estates for you. So, like, the opportunity cost is even lower because you probably have this develop in your deck that you opened with and you already got a whole bunch of value from. Sure. So now you're just trying to look for more shenanigans that you can do with it. Yeah. It's like, how do you find these shenanigans? Shenanigans well, are great. Shenanigans are great. I and there and there are <laughs> shenanigans all the time. So and one of the things that you can look for with shenanigans is look at the cost of everything in the kingdom and look for the distributions and see if there's a natural cost path for develop. Like, are there, you know, is is develop a versatile enough card here that you can do something with your turn or next turn, no matter what you trash? Correct. Yeah, so, like, the these cost patterns, what do they look like? So you, you kind of want to look for things that develop can gain in pairs that work well together. So, mm-hmm. like, they, they cost... $2 apart, so like a 3 and a 5, or a 4 and a 6 or something. And then they kind of work well together. So the big one that comes to mind is a 3 and a 5, a village, and a terminal draw. Yeah. So even if you don't draw that, you're seeding your next hand, and it's going to be super great. Yeah, I mean, if you see like a village and a patrol, or a village and a wharf, or something yeah. <laughs> like that, um, you know, develop could be really good at trashing those fours. Yeah, so you don't even have to, to draw that. It just kind of is a nice reliability thing. Mm-hmm. So that's just one example of the kind of thing. So you, wanna, you want two cards that work well together because you've top-decked those two cards. They're going to be together in some sense. Hashtag together forever. In some sense. Hashtag live, laugh, love. Hashtag in some sense. Hashtag in some sense, yeah. Yeah. And uh, develop, in addition, you don't necessarily have to see two cards in the kingdom that you're like, I want to play those two together and they're $2 apart for develop to be a consideration. Like, sure. I was playing a big money game recently and big money was the best thing on that board. And we both had a mine in our deck, me and my opponent, because again, it was a big money game and mine is amazing for that. And I tracked my deck to the point that I knew that mine was coming up in the next hand because I was at the bottom of a shuffle. So I played my develop and I got to turn something into a throne room and then I throw room to the mine, and all of a sudden I am way, way ahead of my opponent in terms of money density, which wins big money games. So, you know, you don't necessarily have to have a plan for develop as soon as you buy it. A lot of the skill of develop comes from figuring out the best way to play it once it's in your hand. Yeah, you, you like, track your deck, and then you can make good things happen because you have interaction with the top of your deck. Like, Correct. That's, that's a big skill with lot of cards but like mm-hmm. develop is certainly like it's one that that'll make you do something weird on this turn to set up an amazing turn next turn and it feels great like that's that's when develop is at its best you know like i, yeah. I think you said it was a crown it wasn't even a throne room so like that oh yeah three dollar right. card was probably good for you next turn like it's probably silver right yeah it's probably amazeballs right it was a i mean it turned into a really good play and not what i had in mind when i bought develop yeah <laughs> but it turned out to be the best thing once i had the develop in my hands so basically develop is not a card that you need to play on autopilot like you kind of just it's kind of hard to do that out of a bed yeah yeah and one of the things that like will help you skill wise is to and this is really for all of dominion think about don't think about tunnel vision in your turns don't get tunnel vision about this turn think about 
your next several turns as a whole. Yeah, I'm not even seeing any synergy between develop and tunnel, so, like, yeah, that's especially relevant. Right, especially because develop and tunnel, they don't even go together. You can trash tunnel with develop and gain magpie. (laughs) That's about it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, There's really nothing else you can do in all Dominion. That's the only thing that's any good. If magpie's not even out. Yeah, like, what are you doing with your life? Right. Yeah, that's no good. So... So yeah, we I talked about um, pairs of cards that work together. There's mm-hmm. there's another kind of thing that tends to enable develop a lot, and that's that's at the two dollar price point. Yeah, because like you know you're gonna trash estates, and then you're gonna have three costs, and like you know you'll always be able to get a develop, and you'll always be able to get a silver. But if there's no non terminal option, you know, or maybe you don't want a million silvers, maybe you just want like. 55,000 silvers or something. Yeah. You, you would like to have options to develop three costs into good stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, having a $2 option that's good for your deck, and by good for your deck I mean non-terminal, because those are the good $2 options that you're at, glad to add into your deck at any point, especially when you're conter- concerned about terminal space. Hashtag hello Pearl Diver. Yeah. <laughs> like, any, any non-terminal $2 card is going to be great, because this gives you the ability to load up on develops. So now you're going to draw develops more often, and if you develop a develop, like it's still really great for you. Yeah. And then you'll you'll be able to to feel good about that three dollar price point because you can just get more develops and probably fine. You can gain and play a develop, and then just start gain. You have these gain explosion turns. You just gain all kinds of cards, and having good two dollar options and good meaning non terminal most of the time. Is something that really makes that come alive. Mm-hmm. So, like, the 2-4 the pair, like having a 2 and a 4 that work well together, is something really great to look for, and that's what, I mean, that's one of the, the best things to look for uh, when you're looking for developed synergy. So, like, I find that 5-3 works a lot. If you can get 2-4 to work a lot, it's really great. Yeah. And then finally, like, 5-7 is kind of rare, but when it's there, like, it's real great. Because, uh, you know, you're probably going to be developing, you know, developing a seven is, is kind of marginal because, like, you're looking at province and gold most of the time. The sixes, they kind of suck. So it's good to trash them and get a five, seven. Yeah. So you, you kind of want to feel good about that because if you're it, playing develop a lot, you're going to end up with these sixes anyway. It does suck to be putting the province on top of your deck, though, when you develop into it. It does. Uh, a lot of times that's kind of a, an endgame option, I would yeah. say. Uh, a lot of the sevens, I mean, I'm looking at King's Court, but like right. a, lot of, a lot of the sevens are, are cards you want to be playing a lot anyway. So. Well, the other place where Develop can kind of shine is on boards where you are not necessarily so much looking at what the cards are doing, but what the cards cost instead. And we got into this a lot with our discussion on rats, but you can kind of, you can kind of look when you're gaining things and playing with the cost of cards in your deck and that sort of weird economy you can kind of almost look at turning cards into more expensive and less expensive cards as banking value similar to how coin tokens work um yeah, if that, your economy is based on gaining should i take my shirt off again i yeah okay <laughs> I'll, I'll be right back all right. You can definitely look at develop as a way to bank the value in your deck in a certain way. Yeah, like don't be afraid to trash a, a good card, like even a village if it's going to it's going to make good things happen to you. I mean, I mean obviously Toby's great for this. Like Toby says, "Hey, I'm here for you, bro. You need develop food? I got you, right?" Yes. Toby but, is the rat from Rats. He's the one in the center. I mean, how could I forget? No, but nobody but, could, I mean, but of course. Who knows? 
Sorry, I just uh, I'm I'm starting to name like the goat on Pixie. Yeah, I'm his name is Jasper. Did we name the pig and? Oh, the pig's name oh. is Sparkles. I didn't get Sparkle, to choose this. Sparkle that's pig. that's pretty. That's pretty common. All right, the pig's well, name is Sparkles from I'm Enchantress. I'm gonna be thinking about what the names of the three guys in Conspirator are. So, well, uh, so I I mean Rats is pretty good. I think the probably the best yeah. synergy in terms of this kind of thing is Fortress, right? Developing a fortress gives you a three and a five. Usually that's very good. But also fortress is a village, which is something that really, really helps develop a lot. Yeah, so I remember there was, there was one time I was playtesting a designed kingdom. This was a long time ago. Kingdom was designed. But I found myself with a bunch of actions, and I had King's Court and Develop and Watchtower in my hand. And so I played a King's Court and a Develop. I crashed three cards in my hand. And then I gained six cards to the top of my deck. And then I played a Watchtower. And I drew six cards. And those six cards contained King's Court Development Watchtower, because I could do that. And so I gained a lot of cards. Oh, wow. It was, it felt pretty good. That's I, I don't think I won crazy. the game that turn, but I probably <coughs> could have if I had thought about it more. I think I gained like 50 plus cards that turn. It was pretty amazing. Wow. That was a designed kingdom, but still, it felt amazing. Like, develop can just do some bonkers stuff. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, that particular combo is pretty badass. It's pretty hot, yeah. Yeah, so... So I had I have one more thing left on this thing. Uh, develop top decks two cards. And um, there are a couple cards in the game that care about that. I'm looking at Wishing Well, and I'm looking at Herald. Yes. So, like, develop likes draw wishing well is non-terminal draw you can enable it so like uh wishing well has synergy it also costs three so it's pretty easy to gain with the develops so that's a big deal herald is a it's a village which develop likes it's draw which develop likes and yeah you can enable the thing which develop i mean herald likes but you know develop helps out so like there's big synergy between develop and herald and develop and wishing well um you do need a lot of villages to make this work so you're probably going to want some village other than herald in the Herald deck to really make that come alive, but you can probably get your business done without it. Um, Remember, you're only the village idiot if you lose. Well, I mean, you, you feel kind of like the village idiot when yeah. you're building decks like this. Yeah. Because a lot of times you have four villages in your deck, and, you know, there's catacombs sitting right there, and you don't have any. Draw a village. Play a village. That sounds great. Draw a village. And then you play a develop, you top deck a catacombs, you play a village, draw the catacombs, and holy crap, your turn is amazing. Also, you, develop. Also, you top deck another develop, so you can play that and do more amazing things. Sure, and actually, developing a catacombs is really good too, but that was kind of the whole idea Ooh. behind Dark Ages anyway. Ooh, that's pretty hot, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of Dark Ages thing, was cards that you want to trash and yeah. the ability to do it, but... It's pretty sweet. Yeah. So... Well, you got anything else to uh, say about develop? No. Uh, if we want to briefly talk about the... I mean, we've kind of gone into the theory behind how you play develop and what you're looking for. Uh, do you see develop being better for a big money deck trying to gain one province a turn? Or do you see develop being better for a deck that's trying to do more than that, to try to have higher payload than one province per turn? Uh, I mean, that's a, that's a tough question. Develop is certainly at its best when it's looking to do things that are better than gaining just one province per turn. Mm -hmm. However, that's kind of rare. And so, like, the fact that it does kind of good stuff for big money is going to be a lot more common. Mm -hmm. 
So, like, there's the baseline use case for developed trashing estates that's very common. Yeah. I, I mean, that's I would... what you're going to see most of the time. So yeah, that's kind of what I lean towards. And just to encourage you, really, don't be afraid of develop and do buy it. Um, if you do nothing but trash the estates and turn them into silvers, to reiterate again, still worth it. Like, still was it's worth buying good. the develop. Yeah. It's like a good effect. You want yeah. it. Pretty good. Yeah, and so, I mean, that's most of what we have to say, I think, about develop. Um, yeah. It's usually better, again, in a higher payload deck, and it's really good at gaining cards. So, here, I, I have a problem, Jake. What's your problem, Adam? So, I just had this salad, and it was delicious. But, like, I've eaten all my croutons, and I still have salad left. What do I do? Well... We could take a bread bowl and put your salad in a bowl of... You, you just said bread bowl. I'm in. All right, bread bowl. <laughs> bread bowl time. We're going to talk about another kingdom that we are going to be playtesting a little bit. It's going to have develop in it. And we're going to talk about strategies we think would be good on it what role we think develop has in it, how we'll open, things like that. Yeah. And then at the beginning of next podcast, we'll talk about how it went. Yeah. So do you want me to read this off? Or? Do it. All no. right. So this kingdom, we have Hamlet, Amulet, Develop, Leprechaun, Village, Conspirator, Moneylender, Port, Vault, and Wharf. We have an event, and we have a landmark. The event is Inheritance. The landmark is Fountain. Uh, once more for our audio-only listeners, we have Hamlet, Amulet, Develop, Leprechaun, Village, Conspirator, Moneylender, Port, Vault, Wharf. We also have Inheritance, and we have Fountain. Adam, your initial thoughts? Uh, well, I, I swear we're not forcing Fountain into all these kingdoms. It's the second Fountain one we've had in a minute. That's fine. <laughs> well, Fountain uh, makes kingdoms interesting. It adds another like dynamic level to a lot of kingdoms. I like Fountain. I think yeah. it does good stuff for the game. Yeah. Uh, I'm also amused at Hamulet. <laughs> it's just I, I feel like I had to say that. So, uh... It's there's... true. He did feel that way. Yeah. So there's there's three villages. You have uh, village, you have port, and you have hammy. Uh, so you're you're not going to be short on actions anywhere. Um, no. The the best source of draw here is wharf, and uh, really, I mean, there's vault is the only other thing. So uh, wharf is going to be super important. It also is like you know your plus buy, which is super great. So like I feel like wharf split is going to be probably a key factor this game. Yeah. Winning the Wharf split 6-4 to four is probably going to be a big deal. Is it going to be a big deal to the point that you prioritize it at the expense of everything else you're doing, though? Uh, I think so, because I don't think it's much of an expense. Okay. Because, like, if you hit 5, the best card for your deck is usually going to be Wharf anyway. Mm -hmm. And you probably, like, you just want to do that as much as possible. So I think it's going to be a natural thing that happens. Okay. But, like, you know, first player could be big because it could mean you win Wharf Split 6-4. So I think that's going to be decisive in a lot of cases. The other thing that I think is really interesting about this is uh, it's actually 
funnily enough related to like how much you want to trash. So like there's these two I, I swear I didn't design this, this came up randomly. Uh there's inheritance which says, Hey, maybe you don't want to trash estates and then there's fountain that says, Hey, maybe you don't want to trash your coppers but like, And then there's this kingdom that says, Hey, here's the tools to trash everything. Yeah, like money lender, you feel great because like it's it's barely any opportunity cost. It's just an action you play. And then there's develop, which is like, Hey, I'm open with me, let me trash your estates and make your deck way better. And then yeah. like, if you thin, then you can shove conspirators into your deck. And then, like, you have this deck with conspirators. It's amazing. So, like... It's true. Or, or you can do the same thing with Leprechaun. You thin, and then all of a sudden, like, you can get Leprechaun, and you can get a Golden Wish really reliably. So, like, y- you can do all this stuff. And so, like... Oh, and the Wishes thin. are going to help you get the Wharves, too. Uh, they could. Uh, the the one game I played, which was uh, with your girlfriend... Yeah, us, right. I was hanging out with your girlfriend yeah. on the way here. Adams hangs out with my girlfriend a lot. It's fine. It's, I mean, we get weird here, okay? I've We've talked about it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. We have. But uh, <laughs> by the time I was actually getting Wishes, the wharves were gone. So uh, it could okay. be. But, like, Wishes is an amazing card. Because, like, I mean, Leprechaun. Oh, it's so good. Like, Wishes is amazing. Anyway, I'll, I'll gush about that some other Gaining time. gold is amazing on a three-cost card, too. It's, like, it's, it's pretty good. And where you don't get hexed, it's it's real nice. Yeah. So like, I'm looking at uh, let's let's say I decide I want to thin because that's use, the use case for develop here. You you want to get at least rid of the estates. So let's say I want to do that and then maybe deal with inheritance later tactically if I want. So like, I'm probably opening develop to get rid of those estates. I can top take a village if I know that I'm going to need a village next hand. Or, if I have the terminal space for it, I can top deck maybe an amulet or a leprechaun. Probably not top decking leprechaun. Maybe a silver if I feel like I need to hit five and I can do that next time. So you get a lot of these great options for top decking stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other big synergy I see for develop here is port. Because I'm looking at those um, looking at those cost distributions. And so um, port is great for top decking village wharf. So that's that's one oh, of the yeah. things we look for. But also, there's Hamlet, which is that non-terminal two-dollar option. Uh, Hamlet conspirators, great to start your your hand with, or like even if you need more villages, you can grab the port. However, there is a secret two secret two-dollar option. Secret two-dollar option. If you inherit something that's amazing, yeah, then you can just gain the estates, and you can be very happy with that as well. Ooh, especially if you inherit something that wants to line up with something else, like conspirator like conspirator yeah so like you inherit conspirator and you develop a three cost and you gain two quote conspirators and it feels amazing because like all you have to do is like play a cantrip at that point and now you have these two activated conspirators that are super amazing yeah it's real good yeah there's really a lot of great stuff you can do here with develop and so i would be super tempted i mean thinning is winning you can you can slam estates with a lot of buys from wharf you can even slam coppers with a lot of buys from Wharf later on if you do that. And I think the pace... So, like, I think it's it's tough. And, you know, I definitely want to try this deck without thinning. Wharf can do some great stuff with good draws. But right. I really want to open develop, and I really want to try thinning here. Well, and that's the luxury of having an entire week to play Test One Kingdom, is that <laughs> we can test everything we want to test mm. and really talk with some authority about it. Yeah. Yeah, and this deck, like you said, has a lot going on for it. Port and Develop are amazing because everything Develop wants to do really needs a lot of 
breathing room in terms of terminal space and port is really great for getting quantity of villages. Yeah. And the other cool thing about this board, it doesn't make it a better game of Dominion, but a lot of times it can make it a more fun game of Dominion compared to the last one. Rats isn't on this board, Jake. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, a lot of games <laughs> of Dominion, you're like the last one we played, you're you're looking for the least bad thing to do. Like, you're looking oh, at all these things, and you're like, what's the thing I can do that's the least dumb or the least terrible? And, and that banded Ford game, I just felt like a <laughs> noob, like, oh, I can't buy silver, that card must be bad! Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, it was terrible. Anyway. It turned us into, like, noob Dominion players again. so bad, but so good. <laughs> yeah, because there was, like, nothing great on that board, so it, in those... Those games are really interesting, that's, too. That's and why I love Bandit Fort. <laughs> and they're really good for you as a player. Eat your spinach. Yeah. But um, the, uh, but, the, but this is one of those games of Dominion where you're not looking for the least bad thing. You're looking for the best thing. They're all good things. You're looking for the most good. What's the fastest thing? And the that's, goodest? The goodest. The most goodest? The most goodest. The that's, best mostest goodest. That is exactly how I was going to put it. Yep. Best mostest goodest. <laughs> So, uh, let us know what you think. How would you uh, play out this board? Yeah, I super want your comments. Oh, I forgot. Uh, port is kind of like a mini fortress here, right? Yeah. It's like you can just gain a whole bunch of them, and then you kind of feel okay about, you know, maybe trashing one to, to develop it somehow. Yeah, especially because it that. becomes another village, too. Yeah, it's like you, you get a port, and there's a bunch of villages in your deck. Yeah, you're not even losing a village because you trash a village, gain a village. Oh, yeah, you can gain, like, a regular village. Yeah. And then you can develop that village and gain a port. (laughs) It's so good. It's so broken, and then they're all gone, you're like, what was I doing again? There are three Uh stacks of villages. If they are all empty, sir, the game is over. (laughs) That's true. That's true. This board needs tomb. Uh, So that I can do that and still points. It needs a fourth village is what it needs. There we go. Yeah, so um, let us know how you would play it, but also let us know how you would open. And speaking of that, Adam, what would you do on a 3-4? Yeah, probably, I mean, defo getting it developed, and I'm probably getting a moneylender and just hoping good things happen to me. If they collide, you know, developing the moneylender isn't the worst thing ever. Get an early game wharf. It's not not super great, but, like, you're top-decking village wharf, so, like, you're not going to be super sad about that. If they don't collide, of course you're happy about it. And, you know, if you get your develop before your money lender, just, you know, be careful. Don't go top of the decking another develop because it's going to collide with your stinking money lender unless you wanted to develop the money lender at that point. But then why did you open money lender? So, yeah, I like opening develop money lender here. I want to go the thinning route. Okay, that's fair. Um, I think that personally playing... I, I'm kind of with you. I think playing around inheritance to... Strongly is kind of a trap. I think inheritance is something maybe you enable tactically later on if you've decided that it's good for your deck. But um, my interesting dilemma here is whether or not I'm going to want to thin those coppers or go for fountain points, and that's going to guide my opener quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I think I'm not going to open amulet. It's orange. I would normally open amulet. I'm just saying, like, I almost never don't open amulet. It's fine, but, like, there's a better option here. I think develop is just a better opener than amulet. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. Um, I'm probably opening either develop or leprechaun. I'm getting a develop at some point, either way. You would open leprechaun? I would. I I mean... Gaining gold's good, man. 
it's good, but man, I just it feels so bad to put that leprechaun on my deck when I know that I'm not gonna. I have no chance of getting the wish when I play it. I mean, that's fine. I'm not really playing it for the wish until later. I was gonna open leprechaun money lender and cross my fingers. Although develop does seem safer in that respect. So I mean, whenever I'm thinking about opening some other three costs with develop. Like, I just open the develop and then realize that I'm probably getting that other three costs super fast anyway. So there's there's very little opportunity cost there. That's true. That's true. Well, that's part of the part of why we really like to play these out, is to see how it all plays out. Yeah, so, like, uh, you know, let us know what you think. Give us all the ideas like, like you all have been before. If you haven't given us feedback, you know, you can do that. It's fun. You, oh. you don't need our permission, but, like, you have it. That's true. Yeah, like we love to hear it. Holler on the on the forums. You can go to adamhorton.com, and then you can go to the the blog there in the forums. There's links there. Sign up for the forums, posts. That's that's a cool thing you can do. You can just comment on the YouTube channel. Uh, you know, send either one of us a message in uh, any place. We'll get it. We'll read it. We'll reply. We'll incorporate the feedback. We'll talk about it, and we'll talk yeah. about you. Yeah, in a. In a good, good way. Good way. In a good yeah. way, yeah. Totally, yeah. totally oh, good way, yeah. You'll, by the way, you'll notice we didn't talk about a 5-2. It's because it's obvious what you do with a 5-2 here. I mean, you get Worf and Hammy, but yeah. like, at that right. point, That's I might even. be playing towards an inheritance. I, I might not get the develop right away. I might right. try and inherit something super great. Not to not to segue too far, but that's why we didn't talk about that, because that's the only thing you can do. Okay, so... Super great. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Thanks for listening, and uh, yeah, see you next time. Later. Got something to share with everyone. still going, man. It's still going. Uh, is this going to be the opening? You can do it, little guy. <laughs> I believe in you. Is he going off the desk? I don't know. He might make it. Uh, Come on. Oh, oh, that's too bad. Not quite. Uh, well, you'll... Oh! Uh, you just had to lose some resistance. All right, I think he's... He done yet? Jesus fucking... Christ, it's not all about you, little monkey. <laughs> God. Do you wanna do you wanna do the intro this time or me? Um have you have you decided the raffle, everything? Yeah, no. This time I definitely know what the raffle is gonna be, and it's kind of been decided by fate. Um, okay. which we'll get into. Right. But welcome to Making Luck, a Dominion podcast.